I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omwerda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. An unbelievably simple, unsciencey look at DNA. Okay. That's what I'm thinking about. I had a look at it and I skipped over loads of it because it's just, I'm not smart enough yeah, to be able to drill down to it. And when you yeah. drill down to something and then there's more to it and there's more and even more, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking because, because everything evolved on this planet. And whether you believe in a creationist God or evolution, it doesn't matter. It was all on this planet. So it stands to reason that we all share the same genes, same kinds of genes. Carbon-based life forms, forms, carbon-based food, carbon-based Everything around trees, everything, right? The entire biosphere is carbon-based. Everything, right? So I figured... There has to be some kind of similarities in our DNA. And I didn't think this last week while I was thinking, Jesus, what did I talk about in the podcast? I thought this years ago. Right. I was in the staff room in school ages ago and I'd found this on the day I wasn't there. Then I brought it in and I was telling one of the teachers beside me, we were just talking. And one of the other teachers sitting on the other table, like halfway down the room, overheard us and he was saying to me where where are you getting this stuff (laughs) and i was like this it interests me and the more i looked into it the more interesting it was because i was telling them how genetically similar to bananas that people are (laughs) bananas bananas and i'll get there that's bananas i'll get there but he was saying it's it's astonishing i was So I, I looked into DNA anyway. And right, okay. Now, I'd, I'd have, you know, I wouldn't have a massive understanding. Good. Like yourself. Because I DNA. don't, and that means you can't show me up. Well, <laughs> I, I wasn't finished, Del. Oh, shit. <laughs> a lot of the fiction, now, just bear in mind, fiction that I read is based around kind of near future genetic modification, tired science fiction as well. Okay. So I'd have a bit of an understanding of what's going on with proteins and, you know, CTG. Uh, Which I will get to and explain later. So just, yeah, no, so just cards on the table. Yeah. I do know a little bit about this subject, so I'm going to keep okay. you honest. I'm going nowhere near genetically modified anything because right, I okay. know nothing about right, it. Okay. Anyway, the genes... In your body, carry info that determines what features or characteristics are passed on to you by your man and dad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So everybody knows that you're made up of 50%. your mom and your dad's DNA. Yeah. Okay? Each cell in your body contains about 25,000 to 35,000 genes. So each cell, yeah. tiny, intangible yeah. thing... The things that separate mitosis, you know, the way they, they yeah. separate. Yeah. 25 to 35,000 genes. In every one of those cells. In the nucleus of every one of those cells. 
Yeah, well, there's very little sir in the, in the surrounding areas. Yeah, like that's where all the membrane information. And yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah. Well, the, it's the the electron and the proton and the stuff like that. So yeah. the nucleus is what contains all the information. Is my understanding. And if there's a scientist listening <laughs> and I'm way off track, please get in touch and tell me. Yeah. I, okay. I can't keep you honest on that one. Else. Okay. No, no. Well, that's just what I've read, and somebody could have written that they wanted, yeah. but I try to stay to scientific articles. So chromosomes, and we do, I don't go much into this because I know nothing about it and it just started to give me a headache when I was looking it up. Yeah. Chromosomes are thread-like structures of genes inside cells that pass down info through generations. You've got 25 to 35,000 genes. Yeah. They're all the contained within a thread-like structure in your genes, right? So they're not just free-floating free around. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're in thread-like structures. Yeah. DNA is in every living thing. Every living thing on the planet and the biosphere, as we said at the start. Yeah. Except rocks. Rocks aren't alive, to the best of my knowledge. Now, it could, be, it could be that rocks contain a fossil that a scientist might be able to collect DNA from. Yeah. But so the rock that. itself. But the rock... In most situations, is rock the only thing on the planet that isn't well. Living? A rock is yeah. what is it? Sedimentary, metamorphic, and igneous rocks. Igneous, yeah, yeah. very good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I remember my geography. They're all just aren't they composites of something else? Like so, igneous ignition. I always talked about. So is that volcanic? It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think you're. Where it's a long time since I yeah. was in geography. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even and I used to be mad into geology like when I was in school but geez, I haven't thought about it in no me either and, and, and sedimentary is is yeah. what it sounds like yeah. it's compacted sediment yeah it's yeah, what's yeah, fallen yeah. Yeah. and then metamorphic is whatever the fuck that is well, it obviously changes yeah so it's metamorphous yeah there yeah, you go so it's torn from something else into rock basically yeah. and that's compression yeah yeah so so rocks don't contain DNA unless there's a DNA giving fossil, foreign DNA coming in from, fossil in yeah, that rock yeah okay nucleotides and this is where you get your a c t g yeah yeah nucleotides is an organic molecule and dna contains four nucleotides so yes. there's a, a chromosome which is the thread-like structure that contains dna dna contains nucleotides the ACTG, and I'll get down to what ACTG yeah. is in a minute, to the best of my knowledge. Okay, so I still could be wrong. Again, Mr. Scientist or Miss Scientist, if you're listening, get in touch and correct me. I have a little bit on that as well. Okay, do you want to go on? Let me tell you what nucleotides are first. So ATCG is adenosine A, thymine T, yeah. cytosine C, and guanine. Yeah. G and they can they can be in any combination yeah. of that within the, yeah. the you know thread like structure, which is your double helix. Yeah. Do you know what each of those nucleotides is made up of? No. This this is where I was struggling when you were telling me about it the other day, Dal, and I was trying to work like, I'm still struggling. Trying to get it into my head. They're basically a chemical compound which is a base, a sugar with five electrodes. Okay and a phosphate which is like like a salt from 
phosphorus acid. Okay. So that's your chemical compound. So that's the base. That's everyone's basic everything. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay, fair enough. Okay. This is basically going to be a list. Like I've gotten through all the science stuff that I'm even remotely going to go near. Right, okay. Okay. Your DNA is 99% similar to the person next to you. Yeah. Even if that person is a stranger. So if you're sitting yeah. on the bus listening to this in your AirPods, Mm. The person sitting next to you on the seat, if there's one there, or even yeah. the driver driving the bus, is 99% similar to you DNA. Yeah, so okay? like it, if we're talking like using DNA to confirm parenthood, paternity or whatever, yeah, mm -hmm. or to catch a criminal, what they're dealing with is, is similarities or differences of tiny fractions of a percentage that make an individual person like an individual like your dna i just said your dna my dna are one percent difference your dna and your brother's dna is less than down it'll be less than one percent different i don't know that for yeah, a fact yeah. and i don't not know that for a fact yeah yeah that's pretty much how it works yeah as far as I'm the fact that I know is your DNA is 99% similar to the person next to you. That's good enough yeah, for me. Even if they're a stranger. Yeah. 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 The other 1% gives you your eye colour, yeah. gives you your hair colour, your freckles or your skin colour or whatever yeah. it may be. Or how predisposed to disease you might be. Yeah. Because some people get lots of diseases throughout their life and some people don't get any um that one percent is the explanation. Yeah. Maybe they can. Maybe they can now explain that's what medically. I meant, but, yeah. but I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's the one percent that is compared between you and your potential father, shall we say? Yeah, my potential um, father. That was, yeah. My potential no, father was my fucking father. I'm just saying, if you're a baby and they're they're trying to discern. Okay, so it's a paternity it's suit situation. One, yes. Right. Okay. It's that one percent. Yeah, I thought you were saying something about my mom. That is between the baby and its potential yeah, father. Okay. And it's yeah. So it is the similarities in that one percent because the other ninety nine percent is identical. Anyway. Okay, so wind in the fist. You're not getting a box in the nose. No, okay. No, no your dad was very much your dad. Okay. <laughs> now. Other stuff that we're similar to. This is stupid interesting. Okay. This just had me going for ages and I was just opening up tab after tab right, okay, after well, tab on my com go computer. Notes now with the list. No, it's there's lots of it, but there's I've got very little to no explanation for any of it. Okay. So I'm not going in depth. I just found it really interesting. Okay. We're 99% similar to chimps. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay. Didn't some food company or something use that as an advertising slogan? I don't know. Not that long ago, yeah. I just, just remember on bus stops. I can't remember who it was. Maybe I don't know, and I don't remember ever seeing it on bus stops. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do know. Um, I'll look it up later. There's people that give out, if, if we're descended from chimps, how come there are still fucking chimps? Or, oh. I'm not descended from any fucking monkey. Yeah, yeah. It, you're it's not, no, no, you're not des descended from a chimp. We didn't evolve from chimps, no. but we do share a, a common, common ancestor, ancestor a couple of hundred thousand years ago. Yeah. On different branches of the tree. So yeah, so yeah. that argument is, that's a moot point. That's, oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's basic science. Cats. 
were 90% genetically similar to cats. Okay, wow. Yeah, so someone says they're a cat person, they might be more to it than that. <laughs> well, they're 90% well, right. Well, we all anyway. are. We all are. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. 90% right. Mice okay. are about 85% similar, according to according to National Human Research Institute. They attribute this to a shared ancestor about 80 million years ago. Okay, that stands to reason. And I'm actually surprised in some ways that it's so low as 80%. Because if you think about it, what do they use in labs to test? Yeah, cosmetics and all that kind of shit. They grew well, it. Well, they do rabbits. Yeah. Well, they grew, that's it. They grew an ear yeah, on a mouse. On a on mouse back back. Of, And yeah. as well, you'll remember back to our very first episode, Dale Trey Brown. Trey brain yeah. was grown from mouse neurons. Was it? Yeah, that's mouse what, yeah. neurons. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Eighty percent. I thought that was pretty high. Yeah, it is, but if Except you consider ninety percent of cat. Eighty five percent. I'd imagine ninety percent, you're right, ninety yeah. percent cat. So I would imagine it's probably scientifically more efficient to do all that testing on cats. Except we love cats. People love cats. Yeah, was it an ethical, moral thing? they probably wouldn't have got yeah. away with using cats yeah. in a lab. Yeah. yeah, who gives a fuck about mice? Yeah, yeah. exactly. There yeah. you have it. I so 85% mice. I give mice. a fuck about mice now. Free the mice. Cattle share 80% of their genes with us. Okay. Which is nuts. It, it, it is nuts. You know, but when it's you not actually nuts. think yeah, yeah. about it though, right? And like, think about any animal, right? And... I mean, what I always say, it's very easy for us to kind of see an animal walk around on its four legs and it's t- it's so different to us. Stand it up on its back legs. Now, skeletally, I mean, right? Yeah. Take its skeleton, stand it up on its four legs. And you've got, in, mo- in a lot of animals, you've got a lot of similarities. Okay, knees are usually backwards. That's well, well, you see, you're t- I'm thinking of the hindquarters of, I'm talking about cows now, yeah. so I'm thinking of those hindquarters. Their yeah. knees are not backwards. The knees are pointed in the right direction. Oh, so yeah, if you okay. think about, yeah. if you think about its hindquarters, it goes from the thigh down to the knee, yeah. down to the ankle. Mm. And but I'm thinking on, higher up, okay? So, so you have pelvis, spine... Yeah, rib yeah, yeah. cage. But but everything's got a rib cage. But but the knee is not backwards. No, it's not. The knee is, yeah, no, the knee is backwards on a flamingo. I yeah. think it, I think it's a flamingo anyway. Yeah. yeah. And horses. Because horses, the elbow goes. No, away. but they've got the same thing. Like, but but what you were thinking of is the elbow at the back is the wrist. Mm, yeah, but I, I would be thinking the front legs would be the arms more so. If you stood it up, I'm saying. If you stood it on its hind legs. Okay, well, sorry, not the wrist, but what you're thinking of in the hind legs is the ankle. That's not the elbow yeah, pointed at the back. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. So, you know, yeah. um, actually, just interestingly, how many legs has an elephant got? Four. Two. 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 Its front two are actually arms. Okay. It works, walks, yes, it works on all four, but they're effectively, they're, they're apparently they're arms. Yeah, no, that kind of makes... Now, this is completely non-scientific. I saw... I'm just thinking, I've seen elephants in the circus oh, many years ago when it was allowed. They'd have them standing up on their hind legs. The front legs do kind of move more like arms than... Well, apparently, yeah. I was watching a show and 
the host had held up a picture of an elephant, a silhouette of an elephant. Right. And said, you all have one of these under your desk. And they all pulled it out and they all held it on the desk. And he said, on your desk, you've got a tray of little red stickers. And he said, stick the stickers on where you think the elephant's knees are. And they all stuck it on the where you would think the knees are. And the only correct answer was the two back legs. The two yeah. front, it didn't have knees on its front legs because yeah. they were effectively arms. Ar evolutionarily elbows. arms or something yeah. like that. Oh, elbows. Wow. Yeah, so that's the only reason I know that. And there's an... It, it's like it's about the size of, again, a small dog. It's called a rock hyrax. Okay. So go and Google a rock hyrax. H-Y-R-A-X. A okay. rock hyrax. Rock hyrax, yeah. They are related to elephants. Okay. They're and, the size of small dogs. Right. And, you know, do they bear any kind of resemblance to an elephant? Nothing. They look like, they look yeah. like a large rat without a tail. Oh! Thing you're talking about, yeah, they have them in the zoo, yeah, actually. they're very yeah. not elephants, yeah, yeah it's wow. nuts, but yeah, so I was in South Africa um, ages ago, yeah, like a lifetime ago, and but you're still talking about it. This is the second I love podcast, it. yeah, come here, listen, absolutely. South Africa right. is You're amazing, right. people, you should go there and give them all your money because they have fucking nothing. Right. The guy who was taking us out on our tour, and we were doing well watching, and elephants were out, and you could see them 50 or 100 yards right. away, or whatever. And he said, See those elephants there? In his elephants are my favorite animal, at, by the way. Yeah. I, I sponsor, I adopted two elephants. Cool. That, they live in Kenya. Would you not bring them home, for God's sake? No, fucking <laughs> to this country. Uh, yeah, no, true enough. But yeah, I adopted two elephants. Deadly, deadly. Yeah, Varty no, just, and Lamiki. Yeah, no, it was just years ago I'd done a, a course in, it was art and mural design, oh, way back. And we spent six weeks in the zoo drawing animals for, uh, they were building the new part of the zoo at the time, and we done all the signage. And the ones that I'd done, like, you know, when you go to the enclosure and there's a bit of information about the animal and there's usually a drawing of the animal. Yep. I drew the elephant and the white rhino. Oh, wow. For those signs. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty That's cool. That's claim to fame. Yeah. yeah, it was. They've been changed since. I was about to say they've probably been changed ago, but they were there for a two, long three or time. four times. Yeah, but, but yeah, they were there good. for a long, long well time. Done. But it was during that kind of six to eight weeks that we were there that I realised just how much I loved elephants. I spent days. Oh, they're deadly. Days drawing the elephants, but just they're so, they're something so big and cumbersome looking. They're so graceful. They're just so, so graceful and they're just beautiful. Yeah, they just, I love them. Yeah, yeah and I they're love so elephants. caring and loving to each other and you can just see That's why like, I, lo yeah. I love all animals like mm. I do. That's just, but I adopted two elephants because mm. cool. I specific, and I want to, I, when, and if I mean, and yeah, when I retire, I'd love. They wanted to exist. Extinction as well. Well, this is and this an stuff. elephant refuge. Yeah, so they're class, taking yeah. orphans uh, and they yeah. raise them. And That's actually, terrible. when I adopted the latest one I adopted, mm. they brought in another one called Doldol, D-O-L-D-O-L. Mm. And it was premature. Aww. And they found it. A, a tribesman in a nearby village found it one night after the mother had given birth and she'd bolted. She'd been scared by, by yeah. some lines on the hunt. Or, maybe, or... Or, or poachers or hyenas or whatever. Yeah. And he took it into his hut for the night. 
just no. to so it lives. And they got in touch with the wildlife service after and they went out and they saw it and the the article on it says it's impossibly small. It was impossibly small. So they had, that it they they didn't, they didn't think it last no yeah, they didn't yeah. think it lasted a day so they put their head keeper on it and he's still with it and it's still alive ah, and so it's much. still tiny but yeah. it's it's, oh, it's cool. super small but it's yeah. it's alive and it's it's that's class so, boy, yeah. now, um, so that's the one I wanted to adopt but I can't afford to adopt three yeah no, no. but I'm going to but uh, mere fair play and the thing with those things as well and not that it matters it's actually you know. It only makes sense for them to do this. When you adopt an elephant, I'm assuming other people have also adopted the Hundreds same. of thousands of people yeah. own, adopted, the same adopted my elephants, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. it's my claim. I know it's nice to think of it as no, being yours. No, I, yeah. was, I, it I adopted it and I adopted it and I got that, you know, the obligatory email that you get, congratulations, joining our family. Yeah. And the one thing I took from it was that there are tens of thousands and hopefully hundreds of thousands, thousands of, of people, people have adopted the same elephant. Because that means they're getting more money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And the more they get, the better. Yeah. So I'm perfectly yeah. happy with the idea that thousands yeah. of people own the elephants I adopted. Yeah. No, I, I remember it, like, oh, it's gone back a good few years ago now. My mother-in-law purchased a goat for a family in, I'm going to say Sierra Leone or somewhere, for the kids for Christmas. Right. Now, the kids were like, you did what? You know, where's my present? Yeah. Right? So when the kids sat down and thought about it, and we talked about it, you know, we explained it to them, you know, that this is a family with nothing. They have nothing. They now have a source of milk, of cheese, you know, of life. You know, this, yeah. this will support them. They can sell the milk for money. They can get other stuff. Once they kind of understood that, like, yeah. you know, this was a... The knock-on effect is huge. It was like giving you know, a job to a family, you know, it's a way of earning money as not just of getting milk and cheese yeah. from it. Existence as opposed yeah. to subsistence. Exactly. And, and they might not, the family now, might not have the best of existence, but they're, no. uh, they're a step better than if yeah. they were. Than they were before. Yeah. Before yeah. my mother-in-law bought that goat. So yeah, no, I thought it was lovely. Yeah. I thought it was a really nice thing to do. It's something I, I must look into myself into doing something similar yeah. because it is. My, my brother um, adopts snow leopards and fucking orangutans and <laughs> mountain gorillas and yeah. all that kind of thing. And he gets the stuffed toy and gives it to his girlfriend. Oh, cool. Like, so, yeah. so it's not just me. Yeah. And I know, I know zoos come in for a lot of flack, right? You know, animals living in captivity and all, etc. But something I I discovered again when I was in the zoo doing this bloody project is the amount of conservation projects that they do. And there's a lot, like, there's a lot more going on behind a zoo than what you see when you go to visit a zoo. Yeah, you know? I, I do have problems with keeping animals I caged do. and all that kind of I thing. And I do, just, I think about... The polar bears that used to be in oh the zoo. Oh, God, yeah. And that, yeah, that was destroyed me. Yeah. That was horrible. No, absolutely. So, so look, there are there are some zoos around the world do nothing but oh, ca yeah. cause harm. Yeah. But and they're there. Now, they're yeah. not there for humanitarian purposes. No. They're there to exploit. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. Oh, absolutely. So if the zoos yeah. do great work. If they do, fantastic. I'm all yeah. on board. Go yeah. for it. But I do not approve. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's 
I mean, look at bloody Tiger King. I mean, you've got literally roadside zoos in America. Fucking you know? ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Insane. But yeah, before I get back to my list, go online, adopt an elephant or an orangutan or a snow leopard or a tiger. I don't care what it is. Adopt something. Okay. Where was it? Cattle, 80% of their genes. Okay, that's, that's where the article actually said domestic cattle. And I was thinking, are there undomesticated cattle that I don't know about? Well, the likes well, of buffalo and stuff are... Um, well, they're all bovine, um, so I suppose... Bison yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. would have been kind of un- undomesticated to an extent. I mean, okay, well, they've they were been, herded by Native Americans or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they've been... But, and they were butchered by the yeah. white Americans. Only to, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's... Yeah, okay. Better. So there are, okay, so we are 61% similar to fruit flies. You know those little... I do. One to two millimeter fuckers that you, that you there, swat yeah. away the and they're like soot in the air yeah. and they don't get the message. Horrible they just kind of ride yeah. the turbulence and come back and yeah. piss you off again. Yeah. Those yeah. fellas. We're 61% similar to those things. <laughs> that's nuts. This similarity mattered when NASA were investigating the effects of space flight before they sent a man into orbit. Right. So they sent them up to see they what... flies. Yeah, well, they didn't know what, what the fuck well, space flight was going to do. They so they... So, yeah. And, I mean, Poor they... Flies. Yeah, fuck the flies. Yeah, like mice. You know what, they're going to live, well, see, what they gonna live for you a see, month. There you have it, though, like a week, mice, you know. A day. Fuck the mice. 24 hours. What are those mayflies? Oh, yeah, you know those mayflies? Have, they like drift a, up they and they... don't have much of a life cycle yeah, anyway, they, yeah. yeah but, but then how did they send... Okay, they obviously only sent flies into into orbit then. They didn't send them to the moon. Well, these it are... It takes days. No. What, it'd cost an awful lot of money to send a bunch of fruit flies <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, and can yeah. you imagine trying to pass that through Congress? <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, not happened. Chickens are 60% similar to us. Okay. And yeah, that yeah. just blows my mind. Yeah. Again, though, that makes sense. Like, you know, as I was saying with the likes of cows and things, if you stand them on their back legs and structurally, skeletally, you can see it. Like, the birds are very different. So 60% makes kind of sense, yeah. Birds are, descend- are the descendants from dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. So, they're obviously, they're going to be very different. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's where I think... You were thinking, you know, the the knee being backwards. Yeah. I think that's where it, because they've got a pelvis that's reversed. Right, okay. Like right, right. So they're still the same structure, though. Basic you structure. Know, so structurally, yeah, they're still the same. You know what I mean? It's everything, okay, other than invertebrates. And I'm sure they have a way different DNA percentage than us. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. What a great foreshadow. <laughs> Wait, I'll get there. <laughs> Maybe they don't. But for me, that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, vertebrates, whether they be mammalian or avian or, or whatever, still have the same kind of structure. They've got, they've got skeletons, they've got muscles, they've got skin, they've got skulls, brains, you know. there's Ribcage. Yes. Pelvis, thigh bones. Pelvis, thigh, rib yeah, cage, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah. and that's an evolutionary thing as well. Like rib cage has evolved to protect the, the internal organs. Ankles, and, feet. Yeah. I was watching Planet Earth there recently, the old one, David Attenborough, from, I don't know, mid-90s maybe? Yeah. But there's one species of sword bill 
hummingbird, right, has evolved in some jungle, I don't know where, I can't even remember, I just remember this one thing. The sword-billed hummingbird is the only bird in in the whole of, what's the word I'm looking for? Whole Animal species, kingdom? Whole kingdom, yeah, bird kingdom, that its beak is longer than its body. Oh, I've seen that, yeah, yeah, it right. evolved a longer beak to get into longer yeah. flowers. There you go. Yeah, yeah. When the nectar is deeper yeah, into yeah. the flower, that's the one, yeah, and all the other birds... Have to kind of make do with yeah. fighting. Well, not fighting, but competing. Fucking for the nectar. Birds, birds are ferocious, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I mean competing for nectar from yeah. all of the other fauna. Whereas this swordbill hummingbird has a whole species yeah. of flowers just to itself. Uh, I watched one of those Dave Attenborough things, and there was the migration of a butterfly, a specific butterfly. Was and it was a lovely electric blue butterfly thing. Oh yeah. But I'm it migrates sure. from. I think it's the Texas, Arizona kind of area, mm-hmm. down to Mexico and back again. Yeah. Like, as it gets colder, it'll migrate south and then it'll come back yeah. north. And it takes three generations to get down and three back. <laughs> oh, that's mad. And the, the, the middle generation is going to spend its life traveling, not knowing why the fuck it's doing that. Yeah. And the... Sandwiching the first and third generations yeah. are going to leave a point and they're going to get to a point, but the middle generation yeah. isn't Does, just spending life anywhere. traveling. Yeah. Oh, that's mad! And I don't know what the name of the butterfly is, but it was not. It's like intergenerational yeah. space travel, like that's yeah, it was not thing that we're talking about. But yeah, they, yeah, so there you go. Wow, I mentioned bananas at the start of this, yeah. yeah. 60% similarity to a banana. Humans, <laughs> genetic similarity to a banana is 60%. Yeah, it's that, nuts. That's nuts. <laughs> Humans and dogs are 94% genetic similarity. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Gorillas share 98.4% of their yeah, DNA with that humans. That absolutely makes sense. I mean, look at them. Yeah. They, ah, they're just, gorillas are deadly. They're our cousins, you know, yeah. literally. You know, all the Well, isn't there, there's gorilla, humans, bonobo, Chimpanzee, yeah, and orangutan are the, the five great apes, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Neanderthals were ninety nine point seven sim- percent similar to humans. Right. Okay. So Neanderthals technically then, I went, not even technically specifically, are not human then. They're uh, an ancestor of you. Well, well, that's not, the thing. We're we're not descended from they're not Neanderthals. We're not descended from Neanderthal. We're not? No. Okay. We're, we're Cro-Magnon. Right. So Neanderthals were stronger. Yeah. But Cro-Magnon man was smarter. Smarter. Okay. So Neanderthals were essentially a evolutionary dead end. They died off. Yes. Despite similarities that we shared with them, they were, they were the guys with the heavy brow. Yeah. You know yeah. that? Oh, yeah, Despite yeah. similarities, they were not a step on the way to us. Right. Okay. They were a dead end. They were a, a, an evolutionary dead-end offshoot that were never going to be us had they outlived Cro-Magnon Man. Mm. It'd just be a, popula- a planet populated with a different variation on Homo sapiens. Okay. Okay? Yeah. That's what I, I get. Yeah, yeah. Now, physiologists have ascertained through, you know, DNA, not DNA, 3D modelling and computer modeling and all that kind of thing, they can approximate what they sounded like. Wow. They can, they can pretty much do for everything. Yeah, like, yeah. There's, I saw a 3D, some guy blown into a 3D cast of... Uh, a raptor larynx? 
No, you're thinking of one of the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of a, a whale. Oh, okay. And he's blown into, and it was making the noise of a whale. I don't know whether it attracted whales or he communicated no, with them yeah, and fuck knows what he would have been saying, but <laughs> it, it was a whale. But, okay, so they approximate the voices of Neanderthal. And wow. the Neanderthal had very nasally voices. Yes, because apparently. of that kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah, but it was a very yeah. nasally, unlike us voice yeah. kind of thing. You might meet someone who's very nasally, but that's what they sounded no, like really more often nasally, than not. Yeah, yeah. And it was unlike the guttural grunts of cavemen, which were Cro-Magnon, which were us. So you'd have the, the guttural grunt yeah. that they'd give out. Yeah. We're Cro-Magnon, not Neanderthal. Okay, well, yeah. I've heard something there today. Orangutans share 96.9% of their DNA with us. Yeah. I love orangutans. Yeah, like all I the apes are going to have a high... Yeah, high yeah it's going to be a high I percentage. Mean, anyone who can, you know, kind of look at them... And even their behaviours, like if you study, and again, I'm going back to that time when I spent six or eight weeks in the zoo, like yeah. when you spend time with them and you know, yeah, see yeah. The there was, we used to go to the zoo when I was in Ballyfermot, we used to go to the zoo to draw the animals and learn yeah. anatomy and yeah, all that so kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the orangutans used to fire their shit at people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And they had they had two big Perspex glasses where you could stand out and view them and yeah. not get hit by the shit yeah, being thrown yeah, at you. you know, yeah. they, they and every now and then some some zoo hand came along and swept up the shit that they'd fired out of their enclosure. Yeah, no, they had some other bad habits too. Zebrafish. Zebrafish DNA is 73% similar to us. Okay. What and was it? Just zebrafish, though. I don't know. I found zebrafish, and I thought, why zebrafish? Why not? Why not? Similar. Well, we percentage like everything that lives now lives on land crawled out of sea. Yeah. And yeah. whales actually went the other way. Yeah. They either they, came out and then fucked off back and said, I "No, I'm not doing this." I never thought yeah, of it that way. Yeah, yeah. Whales, dolphins, ma- but, mammalian, yeah. mammalian sea life. Yeah, I don't. I've actually evolved on. Oh, well, I yeah. don't know why, but they did. They fucked yeah. off back to the sea because the land was shit. Yeah. What was it you were saying about invertebrates? Yeah. I, I'd imagine their similarity is less. Slugs. Right. 70% similar well, to humans. 70%. No. And I thought, is that the same for snails? Probably. It can't Probably. be, though, because one of them evolved without shell and the other evolved with a shell. Yeah. So there has it's to be some sort of percentage differential there. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. And did it? I, d- I didn't find it out. No, I didn't no, find no, it no. out. I don't know. It just it was something I question marked and couldn't find an answer to. Yeah, obviously, it hasn't. Again, obviously, then. it hasn't attracted mm. enough attention that people want to go. Why does that happen? Mm. And who's going to throw money at that? I'd like mm. to find out, and I'd like to get tenure and find out why snails have. Shells and I, slugs don't. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and take a stab in the dark. I'd imagine it has something to do with predators. I'd imagine it has something to do with environment. Yeah, that you know, snails evolve perhaps in a predatory environment where they need a protection. Slugs probably had less. I don't know. Less need for kind of. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that they live. They're subterranean, they're above mm. ground, they're below yeah. ground. If there's a scientist out there that wants to correct me on all yeah. of this that's shit, just a please do so. For me, but anyway, there you go. Trees are 50% similar in DNA to humans. Trees? Trees. So we share like half, half our DNA with trees. Yeah. That's mad. I d- and I, I don't know. But I, again, if you think about it, and 
this is something that I've often kind of contemplated on and looked, you know, when you're looking around the world, around you see the same patterns, the same kind of structure all the time. You look at the veins in a leaf and then look at your own wrist. So many sway veins. Yeah, yeah, there, there's, a, and, there's a system you know, of... And that there is literally a vascular system in a tree. There's a vascular system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just... Cabbages. Which would have and the, again, veins the veins on the leaf, the forty-five percent similar yeah. DNA. <laughs> Daffodil. <laughs> so when somebody calls you a cabbage, they're yeah, not all you're wrong. You fucking cabbage. Yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not half right, but you're not half. You're nearly half yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Daffodils are twenty-five percent similar to us okay. in shared DNA, which is nuts as well. Words, words, and I keep that. saying this is nuts. This is not nuts. It's not nuts. You know, it's we're all on the same planet. We all evolved yeah. from the same exactly. fucking with the same ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and as I said, I mean, the, you know, the whole thing of patterns repeating and some will say yeah. that's kind of, you know, evidence of a divine creator or whatever. Uh, I, I don't agree. I think it's it's evidence, as Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park would say, life finding a way. Something that works yeah. and repeats. I, I had know? an argument with a guy. I used to work in, in a factory near here mm. and I had an argument one, one day with a guy and... He was he was very much a creationist mm. and I was very much evolutionist. Yeah. And it was the last day of shift when we had our disagreement on the origin of life and all that kind of yeah, crack. Yeah. And we didn't go into any detail. It was just shut the fuck up. <laughs> you shut the fuck up and all that kind of thing. And we went and four days on, four days off on shift. So I had four days off. And over those four days, I watched a life on earth thing right, that was on tv so it was yeah. david attenborough again and yeah, yeah. Um, went back into work on the first day and he came back into work and we'd both wait until you i yeah, fucking yeah. i'll put you right i've been and a surgeon he said i was watching a documentary on tv and it was all of these you know the way you get the flamingos migrating across the salt flat in yeah. in the andes in yeah, south america yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. and this this helicopter, because they had no drones at that stage, yeah. this helicopter pulled out and it was a couple of kilometres. I know, the, I know the and there's tens of thousands, about, there's yeah, yeah. tens of thousands of flamingos flying off in one direction. And I looked at, at that and I went, how can you not think that's evolution? evolution yeah. And, he looked, and he looked at it and he thought, said, how can you not think God? that's God? And, and yeah. he said it to me yeah. and I laughed and I just said, look, no one's going to win this argument. Yeah. So no, no, believe that's it. it you listen, that argument has raged on since... And will rage on well, for a minute. Since religion was invented, yeah. I suppose. Invented, um, yeah. yeah. Now, there's this. I love octopuses as well. I love octopi. And it is... Octopi. Octopuses. Octopi is Latin. An octopus comes from a Greek word. So I oct stand corrected. Octopuses or even octopodes, P-O-D-E-S, is more correct than okay. octopi. C uh, cephalopod. <laughs> they are they are of the cephalopod family. Yeah. Cephalopods. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. octopuses. Yeah. Or is it cephalopi? <laughs> uh, here we go. I couldn't find out how close we are. Related DNA-wise to octopuses. Okay. There's been loads of research done on octopus that you DNA. Find on the internet. I couldn't find a percentage of how wow. close humans are to octopuses, and it might maybe no one's that interested, yeah. or maybe it's so fucking close that it makes no difference. 
that someone says, I'm not fucking going to say that. It might be that close. I don't know, but maybe it is. But anyway, I did find this. Octopus DNA. Does there, in octopus DNA, there's a gene called a jumping gene. Okay. Okay. Now, I'd say it's the ACTG in that double helix thing that you're, yeah. you're picturing in your head. Yeah, it's, it's not just a specific thing in there it's a combination right okay so, so it's called a, chunk of, a yeah. jumping gene and it pretty much copies and pastes itself into somewhere else that it might be needed this is during reproduction is it i have no idea but it's evident in the human genome and it's in octopus dna okay so we have octopus jumping genes, genes as, as well, well yeah okay so that might be that might go some way to explaining their unique intelligence the yeah, fact that I they're mean, they so say smart that they're, like, as smart as a five-year-old child. In 2021, it was reported that a cuttlefish, which is another member of the cephalopod family, okay. passed an IQ test that was created to evaluate the intelligence of five-year-old children. Jesus. So it passed that's it. Nuts. And that's, that's a test that's colour and shape yeah. and what oh, fits in where, yes. you know, the kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, very, of course, yeah. It's very simple. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I so remember be, an octopus type thing putting shapes into slots. I definitely remember that's an image. I've seen that, and I've seen them that's an image that's in my head. release themselves from jars that they've been screwed into and yeah. get through smaller spaces. And, yeah, and it's not that and they can squeeze in at the World Cup. Have you seen no, that? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, garbage. It's ridiculous. But it's not that they squeeze themselves into these impossibly small places. It's that they investigate. Yeah, they're, they're whether curious. they can or not, and then they do. They're you know those, what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think it's if if the opening that it's trying to get itself through is smaller than its eye, is smaller than its eye, it won't, it won't go. Okay. That could be it, and maybe that's that's something. It's well, their brains as well. Octopuses have technically eight brains that control each of their arms. Oh, okay. Yeah, eight so brains. It's, it's it's. I'm sure they've got one central structure. Right. They do have an intelligence. Jeez, you really do like octopi, don't I you? I love octopuses. <laughs> octopi. <laughs> now, so back to DNA, and I want to wind up on these two little bits. If you printed a version of your DNA onto paper, it would take two hundred sixty-two thousand pages to print out. Yeah. Or one hundred and seventy-five large books. And that's fun. You know, I'm pretty, so sure read, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that if you laid A4 pages of your DNA end to end, it circumnavigates the globe at least I once. Did, sure. I didn't see that. I wish I'd found it though. Of those 262,000 pages, only 500 would be unique to us. Yeah. So that's nuts. It's, that's fucking crazy. That's, yeah. I was also talking to a friend of mine yesterday. And he was telling me that redheads need more anesthetic than people with different other hair colors, black, blonde, brown. Wow, cool. Because of their genes. Because of the, because of the red hair, their fair skin, yeah. their genes, they have a lower pain tolerance. And okay. there, I read up on it because I was saying, that's fucking interesting. I'm going to say that in the podcast. Mm. And there have been scientific, some scientific uh, investigations into it, but it's been a very small sample source. 
though they haven't verified it they haven't said yeah no. this is what we're going to go with this is true yeah. and they haven't said no it's not it's just a small sample size right. but he was telling me when he was eight years old and getting his wisdom teeth removed at eight which is wisdom a very young age my, very young, isn't it? my wisdom teeth didn't erupt until i was in my 40s no, i got them like maybe mid 20s but they were so slow. Which is usually around the... Yeah, the but they were so slow coming on. I've no idea whether, whether this is normal or commonplace, but they grow for a little bit, and then they'd stop, and the gum would grow back over them. No, mine... And have to cut again, and like, oh, Mine erupted and like, said, we're fucking here, and we're not going yeah, anywhere. No, no, mine just kept... They just kept growing, and they were horrible. And it was painful, very painful. Yeah. But when he was eight, and his wisdom teeth had been had erupted and they needed to be removed because that would have been problematic mm -hmm. the dentist said to his man you must have somebody with red hair in your family with the way that he's sucking up anesthetic because he That's was shoveling anesthetic into him and it was having no effect and well, they I have a little redhead at home now who's going to be very surprised to hear that. I'm so. very disappointed when they go to get their wisdom teeth out. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. So, might be something to remind them of, Rosie, that uh, you need extra anaesthetic when you're getting your wisdom teeth out. Sorry, Rosie. <laughs> this podcast was for you, and you're going to need lots of anaesthetic. 